Disaster, a podcast about disasters and the music they make us listen to. I'm Peter, and I'm not here with my co-host, Lee. I'm Lee. I'm not here with my co-host, Peter. And you're joining us for our second Tragedy Tuesday in our spooky month of October. October of Despair. And this one's courtesy of Lee. And just before we jump into that, I'm going to do a little bit of housekeeping like I always do. If you're new here, welcome. We recommend you go back and start at the beginning because we call back to previous episodes a lot. And I I say we, I mean me, because I'm I'm a nerd for our own show. You love that. (laughs) (laughs) You're a bingest and a, a lot of time, it's not like you're not going to miss inside jokes. We're not going to be making some jokes and you'll be like, what are they talking? I feel left out. I don't like this. No, we're going to be talking about episodes and we'll be like, hey, remember the Black Death when we talked about that in episode 13 and 14? Mm-hmm. And you'll be like, hey, I do remember that because they were corpse catapults. And I'll be like, right? <laughs> and if you don't, you will be compelled to write that wrong. <laughs> exactly. So I might as well do that up front. And then if you get through all that and you enjoyed what you heard, the best thing you can do to help us out is to tell a friend to listen or an enemy or really anyone. Tell a ghoul. It's the month of spirits. Tell the ghost behind you right now to listen to this show. That's right. Make friends with it. Maybe get us some ghost pods, some ghost ear pods. The next best thing you can do to help us out is to subscribe if you haven't already and leave a rating or review anywhere you want. Apple Podcasts is probably the best, but up to you. Uh, if you want to keep up with us on social media at this disaster pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, on uh you can go to our website www.thisdisasterpod.com and our patreon.com slash this disaster pod where we have tons of bonus content like micro disasters every two weeks and we live stream some uh major disasters that you can you can hop in on and interact with sometimes so that's pretty much all i had to say and now i'm just going to hand it over to lee to talk about something that i think i know we're good I, th- I think i know what we're, we're talking about but i'm just going to let lee take it away so lee Take it away. I'm going to take it away. This one's been a long time coming. Mm, We've talked about this a lot, I think. I think we talked about this like when we started the show. (laughs) But I think we were right to wait until the season was appropriate. And we're going to talk about a form of heavy music that you and I both have strong affinity for. Very. Black metal. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we're talking specifically today about the second wave of black metal, and mm. we're going to go to Norway. Mm, the source of my favorite black metal. Me too. A lot of people already know what's coming. So, black metal. What is it? What's black metal, Lee? Well, I'll tell you. Okay. Basically, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll keep it short. I mean, okay. no, I won't, but <laughs> that's a good point. I'll try. <laughs> Uh, black metal is an offshoot of death metal, which is an offshoot of thrash metal, which is an offshoot of just your basic garden variety metal. Heavy and where metal. did that metal start? Uh, rock and roll. Oh, and where I did guess. that start? Uh, blues music. And where did that start? Hmm. Slave songs. And where did that start? Uh, slavery. It's not good. And where, where did... No, we got white dark. people. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Shitty Europeans. Um, All right. Good. Yeah. I'm glad I, I walked us down that You had to okay, go there, go didn't you? Okay. So, <laughs> but that's basically, that's a simplistic way of putting it. Um, mm-hmm. So we're talking about the sec- second wave today. The so-called first wave of black metal would include the bands Venom, Hellhammer, mm-hmm. Celtic mm-hmm. Frost, Merciful Fate, and Bathory. Mm-hmm. Now, with these bands, it wasn't so much about a sound as it was presentation, the use of right. satanic and or occult-like imagery. Okay, yep. So you had Venom 
their second album was called Black Metal. Oh, okay. Did, did they coin the word? I think so, yeah. That makes sense. The term cool. coined by them. Like, they have a song called Black Metal. But, I mean, mm-hmm. they really sound more like an amped up motorhead. Yeah. Like, yeah. not what you picture in Black Metal. And then King Diamond, uh, uh, ghouling himself up in makeup and promoting Levian Satanism in Merciful oh, yeah. Fate, even though they sounded more like priest maiden type stuff. Like, that, that took me back, or uh, took me aback a bit. I uh-huh. remember. I think I mentioned it on this show even before that I got into, I really only got into black metal like two or three years ago now right. where like I, I basically narrated my deep dive to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where yeah. like I just, I started, I was like, I really want to learn more about this genre. And then I dove in deep and I was like, Oh, this is, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a thing. <laughs> this is weird. And then I just kept getting deeper and deeper into the sources uh, and loving it. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go all the way to the source. I'm going to go to venom. Yeah. <laughs> this is gonna be some fucked and then I listen to it and I'm like this, this is I don't see I don't see how this got to there <laughs> right they're so goofy right exactly yeah, it's pretty yeah. funny and then I um, learned how this got to there but that's what you're gonna tell us about today I'll tell you a little bit about that so mm-hmm. um, so yeah all those first wave bands the ones you were listening to mm-hmm. uh, I would say Bathory is the only one that really had that sort of black metal sound mm-hmm. so yeah. they seem to be like the key band for a lot of these second wave bands. Yeah, right. Yeah. As far as what that sound is, there are a few key factors. One being mm-hmm. you'll often hear like the shrieking witchy vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like very raspy, not deep and guttural like what you're going to hear in death metal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah more in the middle. Um, mm-hmm. And the other is the guitar style, which seems to forego the sort of thrash death approach of guitar players out there like when you're playing with your right hand if you're a right hand, right-handed mm-hmm. guitar player you sort yeah. of choke down on the strings to yeah. create the very percussive kind of chugging effect like yeah. Uh, yeah. with black metal typically the strings are left open to kind of ring out and even using even more notes uh, than what would be contained in a typical sort of rock like power chord or whatever and right. just, just crazy tremolo picking and it gives everything this kind of droning creepy effect yeah. And that's yeah. a real sort of staple, like a trademark of the genre. Yeah. And uh, oftentimes, uh, like sort of bad or lo-fi production is favored. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I guess that started out of necessity and then it became like the norm. Yeah, it's like a thing. If you have a clean sounding black metal album, you're like, what the fuck is this garbage? Yeah, I know. Even <laughs> I, when I hear that, I'm like, eh. Yeah, it's yeah. just too much. Yeah. Maybe it's too revealing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, no, no, I want to hear no. less of it. <laughs> yeah, I need, the, I need the garbage. Yeah. Um. So, while most everyone involved in heavy music was influenced by the first wave of black metal, like mm-hmm. Metallica, Slayer, like all those guys love Venom and Merciful Fate. Right. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Uh, yeah. there was something about the Europeans and the Scandinavians in particular their take on the whole thing was much darker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they seem to really take it seriously. <laughs> really <laughs> seriously. Um, so you had like thrash metal always had like a hint of humor and fun to it. Yeah, right. Um, death metal, even though it was very brutal, it always kind of cartoonish with like yeah. 
cartoony album covers and yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. Uh, when the Norwegian bands started latching onto the first wave of black metal, specifically Bathory, it was very humorless, grim, almost like a gothic approach. Right, yeah. Which right. kind of goes full circle and becomes humorous in itself. <laughs> it is kind of a self-parody, as we'll see. <laughs> it's very hard to take I'm seriously. Sure you'll get into it, but it's just like on the outside watching these dudes with face paint taking it so seriously. Is kind of hilarious. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but it was no laughing matter. No. For I'm anyone sure. involved. No, as uh-huh. we'll see. So we're going to focus on two bands today. Okay. Uh, those being Mayhem mm-hmm. and Burzum. Oh, yeah. Pretty much the two bands I started with on my own journey. That's that's the starting point, I would say. If you, if you, I'm sh- I don't want to, I'll let you tell the story. Okay. <laughs> we'll get all, we get into all that. Okay. Uh, so Mayhem were formed in 1984 by Oyston Arseth, a.k.a. Yeah, mm-hmm. on guitar, mm-hmm. along with Necro Butcher on bass. <laughs> that was actually his birth name. That wasn't right. an a.k.a. He was born to do it. Mr. Butcher. Uh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Butcher, first name Necro. I forgot to write his real <laughs> name down, so we'll just call him Necro. <laughs> uh, he's the only original member still with the band, though he wasn't in the band the entire time he left and he came right. back, but he's right, still yeah. there to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, 1987, they self-released the death crush EP on Euronymous's poser corpse label. <laughs> Future irony. <laughs> sure. Yeah. A little uh, <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, death crush is awesome by the way. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. It definitely is. Yeah. I actually think that's the album I started with. Oh, my really? Entire deep dive. The, yeah, that was my starting point. That's a good starting point. It's nice and short, yeah. so you can just blaze yeah. through it. It's yeah. pretty crazy. So, 1988 saw the addition of two key members: uh, drummer Hellhammer, mm-hmm. who is also uh, still with the band today, although he also came and went. Also born to do it. Yeah, born. Yeah, birth name. Yeah, Hellhammer. <laughs> Hammer, comma hell. <laughs> and. Uh, so, <laughs> And Swedish vocalist Per Ingve Olin, aka Dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, also foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> Just very on the nose. Sorry, that was a spoiler. Uh, it doesn't matter. Everyone knows this story. Um, Dead really brought some of the key factors of black metal to the band. Uh, so before when I was talking about the black metal guitar style, it's pretty well agreed amongst the key players of the time that Euronymous honed and perfected the Norwegian black metal guitar style. Okay. He took what Quorthon from Bathory and Tom G. Warrior from Celtic Frost did and just mm-hmm. perfected it with these like droning, crazy tremolo nice. pictures. Like that was his invention. Awesome. Everyone kind of agrees on that. Yeah. Who was there? Um, <laughs> Uh, what Dead brought was more in presentation. Many claim he was the first black metal musician to utilize corpse paint. Oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Possibly encouraging Euronymous to do so as well. So that... Describe corpse paint. Well, basically, you're painting yourself up in a slightly more ghoulish version of Kiss or Alice Cooper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do you, is that... 
is that where that came from? Do you think they saw like the black metal corpse paint and were like, let's do this? Let's dress up like Gene Simmons. <laughs> no, I meant the <laughs> other way around. Do you think Gene Simmons is dressing up like black metal bands? No. Yeah. It predates it by like two decades or something. Like Does that. it? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, no. I don't know where Gene Clearly, Simmons Clearly, ju- I just demonstrated my knowledge of Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kiss are garbage, so the less knowledge, the right. better. Fair They're enough. a garbage band. <clears throat> are they Dirty Deeds? No, that's that's ACDC, ACDC, right? Yeah, okay. ACDC. I always great. get those. Those are two bands that I get mixed up. Yeah, fair enough. You know, the same way that I get like uh, <laughs> all those. Dylan and Leonard Skinner. <laughs> yeah. They just, they're like the same person. There's like Bob Dylan and <laughs> Tom just, Petty. Uh, there's a, Tom, Tom, sure. Tom Petty. Tom I can't Petty. even name them. There's just a lot of people. You know what? You it's know, fine. On a, those ba- a, those a, bands and artists have enough fans. You're good. If, if I haven't if I haven't had coffee yet, I'd probably lump Dave Matthews in there somewhere. I'm sure. <laughs> I would lump him in L, personally. Yeah. You know, nothing against Tom Petty. I just don't know who he is or what song he's written. It doesn't. Matter. Freebird. Freebird. No, <laughs> that's Leonard Skinner. <laughs> Damn it! You did that last time. It doesn't <sighs> matter. Tom Petty's good. Yeah. Sure. He's got millions of fans. He doesn't need one. Nothing more. against Tom Petty. Nothing against Tom Petty. <laughs> he's fine. He's he's sometimes yeah. he's great. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about that. <laughs> it's a bunch of crap. <laughs> okay. Tom Petty's fine. He's great. Fuck good. I'm great. Yeah. I don't know why we're arguing about Tom Petty. <laughs> I don't think we're arguing. I'm just Me neither. We're just agreeing in an angry <laughs> we're, just, way. we're just mad about Tom Petty. Yeah, we're just mad about it. <laughs> uh, anyway, we were talking about corpse paint. Oh yeah, corpse paint. It was like a, a doofusy way to make yourself look evil. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Picture Gene Simmons. <laughs> okay. Um, so from ACDC. From ACDC. <laughs> exactly. Uh, white face paint with black around the eyes and the mouth. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. while performing with the band, Dead would do himself up in corpse paint. He would engage in self-harm, cutting yeah. himself up with hunting knives and broken glass. Jesus. Yeah. Serious stuff. Uh, he would also apparently bury his stage clothes days before a concert and dig them up the night of. <laughs> <laughs> like really trying to achieve a state of a, a dead corpse. body. Yeah, I want to be a corpse. Wow. Um, and then the band themselves would also have like impaled pig or sheep's head flanking them on stage while they played. <laughs> like actual ones? Yeah. That seems like a health and safety it would, issue. It, at the very least, it probably stinks. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In a hot, sweaty club. Gross. Uh, I guess we're adults. Yeah, I know. We're no fun. <laughs> like my first thought is like, ooh, that seems like a health violation. Uh, is that safe? <laughs> Yeah. It's icky. Ew. Um, wash your hands. Um, seriously, wash your hands. No, do it. Mayhem all lived together in a cabin in the woods around this time. Okay. Uh, eventually getting on each other's nerves, particularly Euronymous and Dead. Hmm. So an example of that was a story of Dead leaving the house to sleep in the woods because he was annoyed by the synth music Euronymous was playing. Okay. And Euronymous responded in turn by stepping outside and randomly firing a shotgun into the woods. Okay. It's just what you do when you're palling around with your roommates and, you know, pranks. What do you mean he went to sleep in the woods? Presumably it gets cold. I take it to mean he sort of camped out rugged 
style. Just like <laughs> walked a bunch and then lay down in the full. Like, right. Like, like walked 50 paces in a direction <laughs> and yeah. just laid out. This looks good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> little little rudy, but I'll make it work. I'll make it work. I'm I'm a dead body anyway. I'm dead. I'm tough. Mm. Uh so on April 8th, 1991, dead committed suicide. Damn, fulfilling his namesake. Exactly. Not faking it. Mm. He slashed both his wrists, his neck and shot himself in the head with a shotgun in his bedroom of the Mayhem house. Jesus. Yeah. Really I don't know if I knew the, the details. The well, I'm sorry. Yeah, like he, this was not a cry for help. <laughs> no, and uh, further to that, he, he left a note that said, among other things, excuse all the blood <laughs> and a brief explanation. Nobody will ever understand this, but as a sort of explanation, I'm not human. This is only a dream and soon I will awake. Okay. Yeah. So apparently he was very depressed. He always talked about death yeah, and okay. how he's going to die. And fair enough. But not in a way where he was sort of like, "Please help me." It was just apparently right. kind of matter of fact. And some of the the their peers from the time claim that Euronymous like encouraged him. Right. Like, like do it, do it. It's also, I guess, it's tricky to disentangle the cry for help from the burying your clothes a day before a show <laughs> right. to look like a corpse. Yeah. If your name is dead and all you talk about is death, what is death, the character, and what is a cry for help? Exactly. Especially when you're young and dumb. Yeah. You're not going to take anything too seriously. Yeah. Um, he was found by Euronymous, who promptly called emergency services or no 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 wait he went out right. and bought a disposable camera sorry and after rearranging a few items took photos uh -huh. of dead's lifeless body uh what's the problem so many questions <laughs> so first off he went out to buy the camera so it's not like in shock, he grabbed the camera he had with him and took a picture. No, this seems like a calculated... He saw it. He analyzed it. Yeah. He thought about it. Yeah. He got in his car, drove to the store, got a camera, <laughs> yeah. came back. Got a camera. Probably got a Coke, too, while you're there. At the drugstore. <laughs> get some smokes. Why not? Everyone smokes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe uh... got some lunch on the way back. <laughs> Went to the bank. And then... Came uh... back, took a picture. Snappity click, click, click. Yeah. Wow. So he did his best to use dead suicide to help solidify Mayhem's evil image, claiming that dead killed himself because black metal had become too trendy and commercialized. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's a real dedicated. Okay. Uh, Guilt trip much? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he also apparently collected bits of dead skull, which he either fashioned into necklaces for his bandmates or gifted to other musicians who he deemed worthy no no thanks no i'm good, I'm, I'm good. no <laughs> i'm thanks no. for considering no. me worthy but now i'm <laughs> rethinking all my life choices if you think that of me you you can just imagine the awkward turnaways like he's trying to hang you the necklace and you're just like turning your shoulder like <laughs> no <laughs> trying to like make sure your hands are nowhere near it right. so you can't even like leave it with you like no nah, i'm <laughs> 
I'm good. Like when a you child, when you try to like, like get them to like, come here <laughs> yeah. and they just like, yeah, their entire body sort of <laughs> yeah. arcs away from you. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, funny. I don't um, want that. <laughs> yeah, I, I really instinctively at my at bottom of my yeah. heart don't want it. <laughs> um, so everyone's in luck because the picture of dead, dead ended mm-hmm. up on a live bootleg called Dawn of the Blackhearts in 1995. Uh, so everyone run to Google and check it out. I think I missed that album. Yeah. It's, it's uh, gruesome, dude. What was, the, what was the album called? Dawn of the Black Hearts. It's a bootleg. It's a live bootleg. I'm going <laughs> to wish I hadn't looked this up. Just going to wait till Peter gets a... I'm really going to wish I hadn't looked this up. On podcast reaction. Ooh, yeah, I didn't need to see this. <laughs> wow. it's, uh, it's something else. Okay. Um... So yeah, everyone just stop what you're doing and look up Dawn of the Black Hearts. Yeah. Probably a link to it in our show notes. <laughs> or okay. maybe not. You know what? Or don't. Because it's not something you can unsee. No, I guess it, it kind of depends on how you want your day to be going. Right. <laughs> and subsequently the rest of your life. Yeah. Like if if uh, if maybe you want to really ruin your day, look it up like I just did. Yeah, just check it out. Before bed, uh, never right. sleep it again. <clears throat> yeah, uh, good God. Okay, moving on. So, mm-hmm. bassist Necro Butcher mm-hmm. was completely disgusted with Euronymous's behavior and quit the band. Oh, he's a human being. Cool. Yeah, cool. he's kind of a normal, halfway normal person. He's in the <laughs> band again. I did mention that. Um, All right, then. but you know, not with Euronymous. Mm. Sure, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. He was soon replaced by Christian. Vikernes, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Varg Vikernes, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Count Grishnok. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he is something else. Is his YouTube channel still up? Uh, I haven't checked lately. Yeah, I haven't looked in real, on his... Uh, real gems in there. Yeah, some real... What do you call it? Uh, verbal diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so Varg, as we'll refer to mm-hmm. him, uh, mm-hmm. a native of Bergen, Norway, began his one-person music project, Bursum, in 1991. Mm-hmm. In 1992, Euronymous heard Varg's Bursum demo tape and expressed interest in releasing Varg's music on his newly established Death Like Silence record label. Mm-hmm. That's a great album, too. Uh, it really is. It's got yeah. all the sort of touchstones of black metal on it mm-hmm. too bad he's such a piece of shit he well, made some good music yeah. You know? yeah I try to not think about the person <laughs> yeah you really shouldn't Euronymous had also become the owner and proprietor of a record shop called Helvet which is Norwegian for hell uh, okay the basement of Helvet is where the inner circle or black circle of Norwegian black metal musicians convened Wow. Yeah. A lot of circles going around. Yeah. I had circles in my last episode. Yeah. And the last major one about Darby Crash. That's right. Episode 38. Darby Crash. Mm -hmm. Um, The germs. The germs. These would include members of Mayhem, Dark Throne, Emperor, and Thorns. Varg Mm -hmm. was soon welcomed into the fold. Nice. Welcome, Varg. Yeah, welcome. We're not going to regret this. 
Not at all. Yeah. Come on in, buddy. Seemed like a good guy. Hmm. So around this time, churches started going on fire. Unrelated or? Well, no, related. (laughs) Huh. Seems certain members of the Norwegian black metal scene began a series of arson attacks on Christian churches. Mais pourquoi? Which is French for, huh? Why? <laughs> Some of these were uh, stave churches, which were hundreds of years old. Mm. Uh, the first, which took place on June 6th, 1992, was the Fantoft Stave Church in Bergen. Hmm. Where Vargas from. A picture of the burnt structure of the church appears on the cover of the Bursum, that's Varg's band, mini album hmm. A- Ask or Aske, which is Norwegian mm. for ashes. Oh, that's no. a co- weird coincidence. Uh-huh. Was he just like walking by and he happened to see it and he snapped a picture? Like, oh, look at that. Clickety-click. Yeah. Varg mm. yeah. never personally admitted to any of the church burnings, but claimed to understand the intentions behind them. Those mm-hmm. being not in the name of Satanism, as everyone thought, but as an act of revenge against Christian desecration of Viking graves and temples. Interesting. Uh, Fantoft in particular was built on top of a Viking burial site. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll come back around to those church burnings. Okay. So uh, August 92, mm-hmm. Bard Ethun, aka Faust, drummer for mm-hmm. Emperor, killed Magne Andresen in Lillehammer. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just laying that on you. Um, okay. Fair enough. Anderson apparently solicited Faust for sex, at mm-hmm. which point Faust lured him into the woods or some woods and stabbed yeah. him 37 times. 37. Yeah. When I heard the t, I thought you might be going for 13, 13 which is still in a ridiculous number. A lot. No, like 37 is. You're gonna get tired some You're point sweaty and at take least. a break and then yeah. continue. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe switch hands. <laughs> oh, you're getting blisters, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. You're feeling it the next day. Oh. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's not oh god, we're my god. we're just wonderful, oh. wonderful people. Turns out humans are the real monsters, <laughs> specifically these two humans. That's right. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, uh, you can. I, th- I think this is why we chose disasters instead of true crime. I don't know if we can hold back. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a calling of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the day after the stabbing, he returned to Oslo. <laughs> yeah, we're good people. Yeah, just drink it all in. Just take, just take a break. Just, uh, oh. God. Oh God! Just got murder's hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's not though. You're done after the first three. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, mm. Consider whether that stays in or not. <laughs> I mean, if you're here with us, then you know what's yeah what we're about. Fair so. enough. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if mm-hmm. not, then you, yeah, bye bye. <laughs> Don't blame you. Yeah. Um, oh, so God. the day after the stabbing, he returned to Oslo and sort of bragged about it to um, 
his buddies, Varg, Euronymous, and company. That's how you don't get caught. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were actually very impressed and uh, allegedly burnt down Holman Colon Church. Um, <laughs> Faust, Varg, and Euronymous took care of that one. Oh, nice. Okay, just to celebrate? Well, that's what that movie Lords of Chaos would have you believe, which I watched really? to uh, prepare oh, you did? for this episode. I was just thinking that I'm going to watch it after after record this episode. Oh, please do. <laughs> cool. I'm going to. Did you, was it good? <laughs> well, it's entertaining. Okay. I'm not expecting like a, an accurate history. I'm oh, expecting no. I like mean, a fun movie. It's, 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 exit, those biopics, I mean, I go in knowing that they're going to, you know, yeah. be full of shit. And the, the movie itself, I think the first sort of title yeah statement is like this movie is based on truth lies and whatever yeah. so but i mean it's yeah. everything from big things to just the fact that all the actors have american accents and right it's, yeah yeah it's, but it's it's a i had fun watching it but that scene cool. in particular it's like you know i killed someone and euronymous is like this is really good for the scene and barg's like let's celebrate let's burn down a church <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching okay. the goonies or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah black metal goonies they basically were um okay so january 1993 an article in bergens tidende probably said mm. that wrong one of norway's mm. biggest newspapers is published which includes an interview with varg okay. uh he apparently invited two journalists to his apartment and going by the name count grishnok and speaking on behalf of the black circle took full responsibility for the church burnings, telling the journalists details about the arsons that had not been released to the press, and also taking responsibility for the murder in Lillehammer and claimed there would be more. Okay. Getting the word so out. So did he go to prison immediately? <laughs> um, not immediately. Okay. But he became a person of interest. You don't say. Uh, yeah. He claimed they were devil worshippers and intended to spread fear and evil. Mm -hmm. The article included a picture of Varg holding two large knives with his face mostly obscured by his hair. It's kind of this <laughs> famous picture of him where you just see his yeah. eye poking out. Right, right. Uh, by the time the article was published, Varg had already been arrested on suspicion of the church burnings. Right. He's eventually let go for lack of evidence okay but you imagine like the police knock on his door and they, they don't even have to say anything they're like you you know why you know why we're here <laughs> we're, yeah. yeah come on <laughs> let's just do this man yeah. <laughs> okay <laughs> uh march of 93 uh kerrang magazine which is mm -hmm. british metal mag it's been around for years yep. uh yep, yep, yep publish a huge spread on Norwegian black metal complete with one of the burning churches on the cover with Varg's obscured face in the foreground um, <laughs> along with a picture of Emperor and all their corpse paint get up as an inset. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So in this article, Varg and Euronymous were interviewed separately, each spouting very over-the-top statements of hate and misanthropy. Mm -hmm. uh, this article is probably the thing that brought Norwegian black metal to the metal world's attention. Oh, cool. So it went from being this little scene that had these sort of rumblings in sort of Scandinavian yeah. countries. And then boom, everyone's like, what 
is this? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. Many dismiss the style as illegitimate. Unsurprising as metal had moved way beyond the sort of leather and spikes thing, which these guys were like head to toe. I mean, this is right. like early 90s. No way. Um, yeah. These guys seem to be stuck in the early 80s acting all tough while, like we said, dressing up like Gene mm-hmm. Simmons. It's <laughs> pretty hard to take seriously. Another brick in the wall, am I right? <laughs> That's right. There you go. Is that ACDC? That's Pink Floyd. <laughs> right. <laughs> it turns out I don't really know a lot about music. And it's okay. <laughs> another uh, band that does not need another fan. Fair enough. I mean, I like them. Who cares? No, I, I have nothing against them. Right. Nothing against any of these bands. I enjoy them, but clearly I could not accurately you name a song are on your own path mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i would say you're unaffected and i love it i i i chalk it up to my path like the way i got into pretty much all of my music early on was 100 percent like soundtracks and mixtapes right so like i would listen to something and i didn't care what the band was or what the song was called and just be like oh i like that one yeah yeah just keep skipping back to that song. Yeah. Job done. Anyway. Cool. Um, yep. So throughout 92 and 93, animosity started growing between Varg and Euronymous. Hmm. Varg saw Euronymous as an all-talk, no-action poser. Hmm. And Euronymous was pissed at Varg for bringing so much heat down on the members of the so-called Black Circle through speaking mm-hmm. to the press even going so far as to close his record store Helvets for fear of being raided by the cops. Probably a valid concern. Yeah, I think it was a smart move. Yep. On August 10th, 1993, mm-hmm. Varg drove from Bergen to Oslo during the wee hours of the night with Snorri Blackthorn Ruch in tow. Blackthorn's a better name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Snorri. <laughs> Um, according to Varg, Euronymous had sent him some sort of contract to sign regarding his Death Like Silence label and mm-hmm. uh, uncharacteristically friendly letter along with it. Like maybe okay. kind of an olive branch or something. Yeah, right. Uh, Varg claimed he wanted to take care of it right away. So he drove for five or six hours overnight to take care of it. Okay, like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just yep. another day or night. Um, long story short, Varg knocked on Euronymous's door, was let in, and shortly thereafter, some kind of struggle ensued. Okay. Only Varg knows the truth of what went down, but the end result was that Varg stabbed Euronymous to death. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh in total, there were 23 stab wounds. What so, is, again, over the top? So, guys. too many stabs. I know. Two to the head, that would have been enough. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Five to the neck and 16 to the back. Okay. <laughs> Just, you're going to wear yourself out, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I think, like, a person only has so many stabs in them in their in- lifetime. Right. You, you're using them all up You've on one You've allotted all your stabs. And then so. Yeah. Yeah. You're done. Um, 
Varg's version of this is that he had heard through the grapevine that Euronymous was planning on killing him, subduing him with a stun gun, torturing him to death, and making a snuff film out of it. That's a very specific thing to have heard through the grapevine. <laughs> yeah, those details, like, <laughs> don't say. Yeah, I heard. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I heard that Lee wants to subdue you with a taser and then torture you to death while he films it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awfully Lee, like Lee <laughs> <laughs> yeah like who told you that was it Lee <laughs> yeah <laughs> was it like the, this weird game yeah. of telephone that just keeps very playing? specific yeah that's concerning uh, he claims that when he showed up to Euronymous's apartment Euronymous panicked and attacked him first hmm. um, who knows so the old he did it first defense right he mm. attacked me, so I mm. stabbed him 23 times. Yeah, in self-defense. <laughs> Not. Look, I'm a machine. Once I start stabbing, I can't stop. Oh, yeah. Don't let the tiger <laughs> off out of the cage, you know? <laughs> People know that about me. Um, well, to be fair, you've been lighting churches on fire all across the country, so that's a bit of a red probably flag a too. Fair assumption. <laughs> yeah, this guy that burns down churches. Um, <laughs> Varg was arrested August nineteenth, nineteen ninety three. Mm -hmm. In May of ninety four, he was sentenced to twenty one years in prison, which mm -hmm. is the maximum sentence one can get in Norway mm -hmm. for the murder of Euronymous and the arson of four churches. Uh, they could not pin Fantoft on him, mm -hmm. as well as the possession of 150 kilograms of explosives, which okay. may or may not have been intended for the cathedral that is seen on the cover of the Mayhem album, De Mysterious Stom Satanus. Oh, yeah. Apparently, okay. that was the plan. Really? They wanted to blow that place up, which is so stupid like it's a giant marble rock building yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you need yeah. a nuke yeah <laughs> <laughs> still dark there it's still that. dark it's not nice jesus uh snore was sentenced to eight years in prison for being an accomplice to the murder mm -hmm. shortly after euronymous's murder faust was arrested and confessed to the murder of magne anderson mm -hmm. he was sentenced to 14 years in prison uh, was released in 2003. Varg was released in 2009. Despite a 19-hour prison break in 2003, which involved hijacking a car at gunpoint. <laughs> what? Like he did? <laughs> Varg did. Wow. Yeah. I guess, I guess they let him off for good behavior then. Yeah. Well, he got 13 months added to his sentence for that little naughty uh. no-no. Okay. <laughs> I think they're pretty lenient in Norway. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. That sounds like a doubling your sentence kind of thing. Yeah, here. that sounds like, oh, well, life then. We'll just keep you here until yeah. you die. We'll just keep you. We'll yeah. just keep you. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, we'll keep you. Well, we'll yeah, it's been decided. Uh, Euronymous's family asked that Varg's bass lines be removed from Mayhem's forthcoming album, De Mysterious Dom Satanus, which mm. Hellhammer agreed to do. Mm. In the end, he did not do this, instead claiming that it was appropriate that the murderer and the victim were on the same record. I mean, 
That's kind of metal. <laughs> it's pretty metal. Um, <laughs> Hellhammer is is a, is a, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's yeah. um. Well, I'll talk about this in a sec, but but he okay. yeah he's interviewed very extensively in this one documentary. I'll talk about it in a second, but uh, I'm sure if if he was if Euronymous was anything like Hellhammer, they're both mm-hmm. total pieces of shit. Okay. Yeah, Hellhammer is like um. He was very happy that Faust killed um, the man in Lilyhammer. He thought it was great. And he just <laughs> talks very candidly about stuff like that. And, you know, he's a garbage person. Man, hearing this, like I knew some of the story again, some of the story, but hearing it again, like how, how is there such good music coming out of such assholes? Know. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like every crazy. now and then you come across an artist and you have to like overlook their shortcomings, but... Like this is seems like a yeah. scene filled with pieces of shit. Yeah, but the they, music is bitching. Yeah, it really takes the cake. But man, yeah, the music is something else. Like there's nothing quite like it. Um, Making it real hard to like black metal guys. Exactly, <laughs> bastards. Uh, so Norwegian black metal has since become another fixture in popular culture, spawning the book Lords of Chaos in 1998, yeah. um, which is almost universally dismissed by all the key players yeah and then more recently right. as i was saying the biopic of the same name yeah which is a, is entertaining i'll say it again it's entertaining yeah maybe i'll watch that there's one scene where it's it's one of mayhem's concerts mm-hmm. with dead as the singer and it's pretty cool like yeah they did a good job of sort of capturing um that kind of vibe, I guess it's kind of neat. Yeah, well, you know, joking about the pig heads aside, it would have been cool to be in one of those shows in the time when it was, like, new. Oh, yeah, I mean, I would be sort of at the doorway, like, braced to run, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be not unlike being at a Gigi Allen concert. Maybe not quite yeah, as, right. like, I'll get pink eye, but just like, yeah, okay, <laughs> I'm ready for anything. <laughs> if anything happens, I'm out. Um... The documentary Until the Light Takes Us focuses on Fenris from Dark Throne and Varg. They're like the two mm-hmm. principal interviewees mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. along with many others from the era. I personally think it is fantastic and quite comprehensive. Right. Um, the interviews with Varg are particularly interesting as he gives yeah. full details of his murder of Euronymous, albeit very sketchy ones aka like from the point of view of a total liar i see <laughs> um right. on, on the other hand as i said never once cops to any of the church burnings however fenris hellhammer and others are all the opinion that he's the one responsible uh, as well as faust and euronymous in the case of holman mm-hmm. colon um mm-hmm. but yeah it's a great great movie and <laughs> there's a bonus i think it's a, a bonus feature from the dvd but you can find it on youtube mm-hmm. if you really want to know the roots of norwegian black metal fenris from dark throne spends about 40 minutes in a university classroom oh yeah with four chalkboards just sort of with yep. a graph like graphing it out like it started with sabbath and it goes to the yep. motorhead and then he's just like listing all these bands yep. It is comprehensive as hell. If you really want to do your black metal homework, check out that. Just Google Fenris we'll put, 
black metal history or something. We'll put that in the show notes. I yeah, think yeah, that's sure. you you sent me to that when I told you you when I told you that I was going down a black metal uh, okay. black hole. Yeah. And that helped a lot. <laughs> I discovered many bands just from that video, like some real exactly. some real yeah. obscure stuff. Uh, oh, and there's actually another thing that I think I'll link in the show notes. There's like this uh, somebody, some programmer put together this project where he made a network of how all of the black and death metal bands in Norway are connected. Not oh, just okay. Norway, I think, but how they're all connected. And yep. You basically click on a hub and it's like connections based on like members and when they've played shows and stuff. And you can kind of like trace how everything kind of sp- spreads out from like, anyway, it's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. I love that, like stuff. that too. Um, that's basically the, uh, ins and outs of early Norwegian black metal, the second wave of black metal. And uh, wow, the disasters involved therein. Yeah, that's really, like I said, still love the music. <laughs> These are some real pieces of shit. Uh-huh. That <laughs> they make it hard. They I mean, really... they couldn't have all been bad, right? Well, no. And that brings me to my music recommendation. Okay. Uh, yep. It's a black metal band from Norway. Really? By the way. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I know that Dark Throne and particularly Fenris were present during all this stuff. Like right. I know um, Fenris spent a lot of time at like Helvet and all that stuff. He, yeah. uh, as far as he says, and I kind of believe him, um, didn't take part in any of that stuff. Right church burnings and certainly murder um doesn't even like the guys from emperor also claim like they did not take part in it but they sort of like well but we thought it was very entertaining and stuff like fenris won't even like say one way or the other like he was just sort of like i didn't get involved in any of that stuff like barg was just all into politics and stuff and i just mm-hmm. got involved in music so we went this way yeah so yeah. dark throne have been I think they started in like the eighties as well and they're still going and they have just a huge discography of awesome stuff. And yeah, lately their albums have been sort of like hardcore heavy metal encyclopedias, like just right. Different, you know, referencing different points of heavy music. Um, my pick is from their first, it's from their second album, but their first black metal album, their first album was death metal. I'm their Second album is called A Blaze in the Northern Sky. Mm -hmm. And I picked the very first song called Catharian Life Code. And um, it's just brutal, underproduced black metal. It's so good. And Dark Throne of My Favorite black metal band. It's the blueprint. It's the template. It's everything. Yeah. They're great. Awesome. Yeah. That probably would have been my choice, too, if I was picking music. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Thank that well that was that was a disaster. Some church burnings, some exhausted stabbings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah, all of it. Oh man. Awesome. And that's that's that leads us right into our last episode of the October of Despair. Oh. So thanks for that. Yeah. Um and if you not you, Lee, but if you, people that were listening, liked what you just heard then the best thing you can do to help us out is to tell a friend to listen. Don't, don't stab them 37 times. No. Don't do that. That is a bad thing to do it's in case move. we didn't make it clear. Yeah. Do not do that. Because you'll get tired but as do, we made clear. 
it's just because of the exhaustion. Exactly. And like you're going to you're going to you're going to get blisters yeah. at that point. And you don't want it you don't want to do it. Unnecessary. That. Also the murder. Don't murder. Don't, don't murder. do that. Not be nice. nice. Um so don't do that. Tell somebody to listen. Even if you know what if you get the urge just tell them to listen to a podcast instead. And there you go. Yeah. You can tell them to listen 37 times. <laughs> and then scream into a it's pillow. It'll make it better. <laughs> it's too dark. <laughs> no, we're good. Um the next best thing you can do is to subscribe and leave a rating or review wherever you listen. I think Apple Podcasts is still the best, but really anywhere you feel is good helps us out. If you want to keep up with us on social media at This Disaster Pod, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, you can also go on our website, www.thisdisasterpod.com. Also check out our patreon.com slash thisdisasterpod where you get tons of bonus content like micro disasters every two weeks. You get access to our live streams. Uh, lots of goodies on there. I think that's it. Uh... Unless Lee got anything to add at this point. No, I've said enough today. Just thanks for listening. Okay. I hope you're enjoying our spooky October uh, episodes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I hope that too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess we'll see you in our next major disaster. We will. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.